joining and listening and making money with us on the ESBC podcast network where the purpose of the podcast is to make money, right? I always say to make me money because people do all these things. They say, oh, it's for my family. Uh, it's for this and that. And it's, no, it's because you're going to make more money there. Uh, and there's so many people who are disingenuous. And they're wasting time. So time my family, is money. Uh, right? For this and that. It's, otherwise no, it's because you're going to make We are everywhere. Money. We got an audience. Uh, there's so many people are. So uh, we take this as a business meeting. We're not just randomly picking games. We've been watching football for like 100 years between us. Uh, I have securities licenses, MBA clients, 50 million more. So that I use that book, Decision Science, in order to pick stocks uh, for clients for myself and for other people in the industry who uh, known me through the years of being a good stock picker. So the same process I used to pick stocks to evaluate a business. Uh, I had a restaurant in North Park, Florida that I invested $8,000 with it. Six years later, I sold for $600,000. So whenever you uh, go through the process of making a business decision, Right, you use decision science, which is used by management teams of Fortune 500 companies. It's a process. I remember being in my mid 20s, I would have a problem. I would go to my mom, who was a brilliant businesswoman. Mom, what should I do? She would say, Why don't you pray on it? Why don't you ask God? I'm like, Man, it's got to be a process of that, that hope and prayer. So I, I seeked it out and I didn't even get decision science through my MBA or through my master's of business science. It was independent study, reading a book from the Kellogg School of Management. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. This is the process you should do, execute to make a correct decision on a scientific level. To that end, highest level of probability, probability theory is in decision science, it's 80%. So every podcast is a business meeting, right? Every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. So you got the purpose. The outcome is 31 straight weeks of profit. Uh, compound effect. A great book by Dan Hardy. Read it. We're using it here. By comp instead of you paying interest to your uh, credit card, you're paying interest to yourself, profiting every week, and every week compounds on the next week. Big ripple effect, right? With family, being able to buy things, going on vacation, all kinds of things, all kinds of benefits you get, plus the enjoyment of watching the games and seeing really how the world works. So another tenant of business is if you are the strongest, smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. 
So I've been fortunate, lucky, and good. They got two guys on here who are tougher and smarter, and Chad's definitely younger than I am. And they've been helping me navigate through the season. Most betters are 20%. We're sitting in, you know, 60%. Two years of the podcast, we've been 64%, 1,500% ROI. It means that you have 15 times more money, right, than what uh, you had when you started listening to the podcast. We started three years ago. So first words from these two guys who are tougher, smarter than I am, that I've leaned on their information to not be at 20% in this crazy year, be at 60 profit, but we're looking to take it to the next level. All right, Scott, Scott's uh, on his way to Hall of Fame fantasy career. Now he's going to add uh, he'll, he'll go into the Hall of Football Hall of Fame with two. He has a fantasy guy, a sports betting guy. Thank you, Scott, from the Northeast. No problem. Happy holiday season to everybody, first of all, um, as we're coming up at Christmas here. Uh, hopefully you listened to the to the Hawthorne and to the Jim Coventry stuff yesterday, because I thought that was some really, really good stuff that we we put out there yesterday. And hopefully you listen to it right before you this podcast tonight. Um, looking for 70% week if we can get it here. Um, been a great ride so far. Yeah, let's take the F out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just finish it off. We got three yeah. weeks left, so. Uh, yeah. Finished strong and uh, headed into the playoffs. So, right, we were basically four plays away from being at 70, 80% last yep. week. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts, Chad Nolan? The greatness yeah. of Las Vegas Knights is going to be in the Arena League before he has to the NFL. Yeah, man, I'm excited for this week. Just talking with you guys before the podcast on some of these games, what we're thinking. I think, uh, I think this week's got a really big potential to probably be our best week of the season. So, um, I'm excited to start breaking down these games and putting putting that that uh, 70 percent card together. 70, 80. I mean, you know, we've had 20 uh, percent luck factor, right, in uh, probability theory, but we've had some hard weeks where there might have been over 20 percent luck factor. So maybe we can get that to do a return to the mean, and we get 30 out of 32 or something like that. Uh, looking for it, I think week two, <coughs> where we got. 80%. So we're doing phenomenally well, especially since the season been a transition season. I know Robert Goodell wants to quit. I know there's 17 weeks in the season, and of course, on the crime. Um, and people's reactions to it yep. uh, have been different, and how football evolves anyways. So there's been a lot of things going on. Uh, but first game of the week is going to be the 49ers travel to uh, Tennessee. It's a hot new market. Uh, it's a, it's a, a team that moved from Houston. Uh, the daughter has taken over because what we do here is we do fundamental analysis versus doing technical analysis. People have gotten rich with fundamental analysis. Part of fundamental analysis is you measure the management. So it's a coaching staff, the general manager, uh, scouting department, uh, and the ownership. Sometimes ownership is hands-on, like Deborah Tepper in Carolina. So you use all of these to factor into your business decision. Uh, they need to sell tickets. It's a big game at home. So they're going to get the calls by the refs. Uh, it's a Thursday night with travel. I can get three and a half. I'm going Tennessee, 3.5. Uh, 
the 49er salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. What that means is that Shanahan, who his dad won two Super Bowls, long term thinking guy, uh, he himself has been to two Super Bowls, one as, as an offensive coordinator, once it's a head coach. He's going to think strategically and he's going to have tight rotations on his core players to keep him fresh for the last few games versus this short week type of game. And that's something to look at now. As you look at the management of the team, which team, and I, I like that a lot with the Rams in Seattle, right? Which team is going to have fresh defensive linemen right, to put in once the team crosses the 50 in the fourth quarter? Few teams have that, or even close to having that. You saw that with the Rams in Seattle because they're thinking long-term. Lynch won a Super Bowl as a safety. He wants to win a Super Bowl as a GM. That's why he designs that defense. He's basically a defense coordinator for the $8 million that he's getting. So he's getting $8 million. Shanahan is getting $7 million for strategic thinking, right? Not just thinking in the moment, but thinking what uh, long-term. Long-term thinking is higher level thinking. We'll go Scott and Chad. So I'm going Tennessee plus three and a half under 45. And remember the average score of an NFL game is 45 to conservative coaches. Brable, it's a defensive guy. He was going, he, his philosophy is like Bill Belichick, put it on the defense uh, with Tannehill and Tannehill is in the most trustworthy of quarterbacks. What do you think, Scott? I'm right with you. I'm going to take Tennessee. Uh, I know they're coming off a, a really, really physical game against Pittsburgh. But I, I think they're going to come out in this game, and I think they're going to impose their will on both sides of the line of scrimmage against San Francisco. Um, I think they're the more – you know, San Francisco needs a game to basically clinch a playoff spot. But I think Tennessee needs a game to stay in the division, and they want to win this division really, really, really badly. So I, I believe that Tennessee is going to be the better team Thursday night. This is going to be a vanilla defense, vanilla offense for both teams, AFC, NFC. Um, San Francisco is coming across the country to play on a Thursday night. So it's a right. very, very short week for them. Practice maybe one time this week. Maybe right. it was just a walkthrough. Um, so I think Tennessee got to go home early. They get up, you know, they get to the facility Monday and we're able to put a full practice together. Um, and then Tuesday walk through and stuff like that, or meetings, whatever. So I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I think it's going to be basically a, a 20 to 13 type of game. And I think Tennessee is going to uh, win the game. So that's my prediction for that game. Are you going money line or just going to take? No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to points. There's a couple other games I like on the money line that I think are going to hit. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you guys here. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. I think short week, um, both teams are going to be be more vanilla. At, it's at a conference. Um, and, yeah, I think Tennessee really, really needs this game, especially with, you know, the Colts playing Arizona. Um, you know, they can really get a whole game back on them this week, uh, which will be huge for them in, in their division race. Um so I think just taking the, the plus three here, the points, the home dog here on a primetime game in a game that they need to win, a must win, uh, definitely like that. So 
Titans with the points, the plus three. And, yeah, I think we see a, a lower scoring game here. Uh, I think we see a lot of running by both sides. So, un under the 45. So, the unanimous pick is Tennessee plus three and a half, under 45, which is the average of an NFL game. Now, Green Bay already clinched the playoffs. So, you got to look at, again, management. What, what is the philosophy of the coach? Does he like to sit starters and core people for the playoffs? Or is he going to play them against the Browns, who uh, analytics teams, and I always like to bet against analytics teams because they don't work in football. So betting against Carolina, for example, I'm uh, nine and five, which is over in the 60s, which is over 52.5%, which is break even. Uh, they're going to Green Bay, the over-under 46, definitely going under 46. Uh, plus seven is a key number. So I'm going to go seven and a half Browns. Uh, it's going to be a slugfest because Green Bay doesn't want to play the core players. You're going to want to keep their core players fresh for the playoffs. And their defense gave out last year against Tampa Bay. They, they weren't as fresh as they would like. And they were missing a left tackle the most important positions. So injuries bit them last year. Uh, LaFleur is not going to let that happen this year. So look for the Browns to cover. They need the game more. Uh, I got to watch. Never, never bet your own team, right? Because number one rule of betting, and we have the link in the episode notes, is do not bet your own team because you overestimate decisions. I know. Uh, 25 years as a business concierge because business consultants have absolutely no idea what they're doing. I've never met a business owner who doesn't pay himself more than what he should, right? People overestimate. So I got to look at, I really am a big fan of Darren Johnson because he went to the University of South Florida. So am I overvaluing the Browns because of uh, Darren Johnson? I don't think so. In this situation, uh, they're missing players too. They're missing uh Office alignment, Bill Callahan, again, back to management. He, it doesn't matter who you put in front of him, he gets to the playoffs, he gets to Super Bowls. Uh, Chubb looked good to me. Uh, Green Bay backups are going to do a business decision, like Chad would say, and not really try to get ahead of Chubb. And Yaris Johnson can play, man. I've been seeing him play pretty much his whole life. So I like the Browns plus seven and a half, under 46. What do you think, Scott? I'm going to disagree. Uh, Cleveland is coming off an extremely short week. They play Tuesday. Right. Friday's a travel day for them. So they're basically on a Wednesday, Thursday practice. Um, it's going to be 50-50. They expect Baker to play. Landry, they're not sure about. Receiving core is decimated, I think. I don't think the receiving core is very good. I'm going to stay the under, but I, I'm going to pick Green Bay in this game. I think Green Bay is, is going for the number one seed again this year to, pl to play at home and not have to travel. And I think that means something to them. And I think with three teams on their heels, I think they need to win this game. And then I think they will. Um, so I'm going to take Green Bay, I'm going to lay the points, and I'm going to take DeAnda because I, I just don't think Cleveland's going to score. That loss against the Raiders was really deflating to them, really deflating in terms of them getting in the playoffs. So um, I think that's going to show here a little bit. And I think uh, I think Green Bay is gonna gonna win the game by at least 10, 10 to fourteen points. So I All think right. Green Bay will be able Green Bay will be able to throw the ball 
and we'll be able to run the ball on offense. So I, I think that's what the difference is going to be in this game. Very good, very good. Now, we agree on the under, but we disagree on the yeah. side. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Break the tie. Yeah, so uh, I love this game to be an under here. Um, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go with you, Josh. I think the Browns plus seven and, and a half here, I think they're really just going to control the clock. Um, right. Very similar to what we saw. Um, you know, even with Baker being back, and if they do get receivers back, I think we're going to see a lot of chub, 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 and some Dearness, mixing Dearness in there. Um, they're going to really shorten down the game, make it go under, um, and just keep it close enough. I agree with Scott. Green Bay wins this game, hundred uh, yeah. percent. Uh, but I, I think I just think it's going to be um, a backdoor late little field goal or something, and uh, they'll they'll be able to kind of just with with the heavy steady run um, and shortening the possessions, take keeping the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Because I think Scott's right, they're going to be able to, to run the ball and throw the ball at will. I think they're going to keep take the ball, take the air of the ball, take it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Steady dose of run, ten minute drives, um, right. and uh, and cover that plus seven and a half. So that's that's what I'm going. Touchdown, whatever. So what you can do in this game, uh, which I probably end up doing, is uh, you hedge it, right? So you bet. Green Bay money line, uh, Cleveland seven and a half and under 45. Remember, 52.5% break even. So if you get two out of three, you end up making money as long as you look at your numbers right. All right. And this is a game you can do that depending on your, you know, where you're placing your bets, uh, what shop you're using. You got to look at the numbers closely so you don't break even with that money line bet. You actually also. Also, I wouldn't be surprised this Cleveland line balloons to eight or nine either. Keep an eye out for that. These people now with these uh, casinos that are sports books that are open now in the Midwest, right? Um, they're open now in the Midwest. Uh, they're ballooning these Green Bay lines because everybody's been in Green Bay, right? They just show up at the overs and the favorites. And they watch ESPN. ESPN told them about Green Bay. So, next thing you know, that's what we got going. So, we are going to go uh, Green Bay, uh, money line. I said consensus pick. Uh, Browns, whatever it balloons to on Sunday. So, on Sunday, we'll do a live stream half no. hour before the games. It's, it's Saturday. It's the first oh, it's Saturday game. Yeah, it's Christmas. It's Saturday, Christmas Day. Ah, okay. So I'll go on quick on Saturday, right before the game, and see what the line is, and tell you what the pick is. Uh, yeah, just like the Colts. The Colts game is set. The Colts game is Saturday night too. So that's that's another. Ah, Christmas okay. So. Okay, let me put that on the spreadsheet. So we can track this. Yep. All the dates are running into each other for me too. Too much football and too. Short period of time, yeah. Right, yeah, I love yeah. it, dude. I love it. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. I love it too. And uh, I, I I don't want it any other way. So it's the it's the finale. Right, right. So yeah. to make money on this, you have to track everything. That's why we have the spreadsheet. Uh, money line balloon, and it, we all agree under forty six. All right, cool. Uh, 
the aforementioned Pultz at the Cardinals. Uh, Bears never had a winning season as a head coach. So you look at corporate governance again. Uh, and you look for clues. It, it was really stupid of him to call out in public DeAndre Hopkins, who's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Any business knows that you don't chastise people in front of the other employees. You do it in private. For him to do it in the media and the way he did it, the guy who's a good guy who buys sneakers for the whole uh, under province area, whatever city he's lived in, to treat him like that, that was a bad time. And the man's never had a winning season. Uh, it seems like they're going through their late season drought. Uh, it's a coaching mismatch. Uh, the only reason the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl when Nick Foles was Frank Wright. He got to the playoffs with um, Philip Rivers, who was over his prime. He got into the playoffs anyway. So this is a guy who's married to the game of football, Mormon guy with eight kids. He ignores all of them. Andy Reid guy. Uh, he's not, he's going to outcoach this guy. And then the other part of it is that defensive coordinator, it comes from Pinkle. Now, Pinkle, last name, legendary coach of Washington. Um, he was an intern with him, went with him the whole nine yards. He's the guy that got Missouri uh, in the NCC title game twice. With Gary, no talent. Pinkle. Yes. Gary Pinkle. Yes. Yep. And, yeah, so this defensive coordinator learned everything from him. Uh, he, he does a great job. So this is going to be a huge out-coaching job. Uh, been hearing Joseph's the defensive coordinator for Atlanta, uh, for the Arizona. This is the Bidwells and cheap franchise. He's looking around for a job, and he's going to get more money as a defensive coordinator at Texas A&M or college, whatever, that what he's thinking now. So he's going to be distracted. Uh, all that to say that if you can get points on the Colts, I would go Colts. And the over-under is going to be 50 because the way you beat the RA over and over and over again, we saw it with Seattle and the Rams because the Rams run air raid is you rush three, you drop eight, and then maybe you rush four as a zone kind of blitz where you drop your, uh, your fast defensive end and you blitz from an unknown area to confuse the quarterback. Uh, Murray's hurt. No DeAndre Hopkins. So give me the Colts. Uh, whatever makes sense. I guess it's pick them now. Uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be on on uh, Christmas. So right now I'm seeing minus one, one and a half. So I would say Colts plus one. Right. Under 50. Because uh, it's going to have to be a short passing game for Arizona because of the defense. This guy's a great defensive coordinator. So he knows what to do with that. And you're going to see it's zone blitz. And, and, and the Colts um, is a zone blitzing type of team, right? Uh, but that the second half line on Arizona, because all cheap teams that lack depth, we've been making a lot of money betting against them in the second half line. Which are those teams? Those teams are, uh, pulling it up here in the spreadsheet, I know the Colts are one of them. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Colts, Jets, Giants, 
Lions, Bears. All those teams are cheap. They like depth or under sale or uh, rebuilding, and they have not covered their second last lines in a while. And we made, we're like 15 and two on those. So pick, I'm getting the Arizona second half line, Colts plus one under 50. So I'm saying the Colts are going to get a big lead in the second half. Uh, and Arizona is going to be trying to feverishly come back in the second half and win that second half line. What do you think, Scott? I absolutely love the Colts here. Um, I think if you want, if you watched last week's game, Belichick tried to take away Jonathan Taylor. It didn't work. <laughs> so Arizona might do the same thing, might not. It's not going to work. Reich will scheme up the Colts uh, offensive line to have Jonathan Taylor have success. He's going for the MVP. Reich knows it. Reich's a smart coach. Reich is going to take the ball out of Wentz's hands, and he's going to run Taylor a lot. I think Arizona's in a full-fledged slide. If you listen to Jim Coventry yesterday, he said that the reason Arizona's in the slide is because DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. Um, and I agree with him. I think Arizona's going to lose this division to the Rams. I think the Rams are going to win the division. I think Arizona's going to slide to a five-seed. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kingsbury is, is not – it does not survive this. Um, the coaching mismatch is – off the charts in favor of Reich. So I am going the Colts money line. I am going the Colts plus the points, and I'm going the under in this game. I think uh, I think the Colts are going to win this game uh, by at least a field goal to a touchdown somewhere in that area. So I'm going three sides. This is one of the games I love. So One guy that always goes to the playoffs because guys never had a winning season. What do you think, yeah. Chad? Yeah, you know, Aaron, you guys, um, I, I was, I was kind of leaning Cardinals in this one, but everything you guys just said, yeah, I, you know, thinking about it too, we, we've been kind of been talking about the Cliff Kingsbury overachieving return to the mean all year, and we've lost a lot of money expecting it and it not happening. Um, but I think, listen to you guys, I think it's here. You know, they've lost two straight. They did kind of get blown out last week, you know, so NFL team, you know, doesn't really get blown out twice. Um, so I was kind of looking at that to think that that car, the Cardinals could keep this one close and get the home win. But, but I, I think they're in the, this is this is the free fall slide that we have predicted all year. It was way later than we predicted, I think. Um, but this would be three straight. Um, and yeah, I think they're they're gonna kind of lose this division to the Rams, like Scott said, and limp in. Uh, as a wild card here and, and probably losing the first round. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think you guys are right on Frank, right? Uh, we missed this coaching miss. It, 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 you know, we, we, we didn't look at his corporate governance against the Patriots hard enough last week. And we took that loss. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you guys here. I think Frank Wright's going to dial this one up. Um, steady dose, of Jonathan Taylor, MVP, probably the, I mean, debatably the best back in football right now. So um, yeah, I, I like that. Colts on that money line and uh, under the uh, under 50 all day. And you got, and you got to think Josh guys that feel the pressure as coaches tend to make mistakes in games that cost their team wins going for a fourth down, trying to kick a long field goal, doing something like that. I think that's going to happen here. I think Kingsbury feels the pressure. 
And I think he's going to make some coaching mistakes and it's going to allow the Colts to be successful in this game. So, Right. And, and like my friend who worked for the front office of the Cincinnati Bengals and other family owned Brown family, there's a Bidwell family. Clinsbury is doing a bunch of jobs. So he's also the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks, coach, all this and that. And I always talk about the amygdala brain. The amygdala brain is when you hear a siren, you go to the reptilian part of your brain. So that's what Scott said. Instead of being at the rational, logical part of his brain, he's going to hear, hear a siren while he's coaching and quarterbacks coach, you know, and calling plays and doing all this and that and reading because uh, Murray's a high school quarterback, right? He, he's only been in the league a couple of years. He's really short, doesn't really know how to read defenses. So Clemson Sperry has to be in his ear uh, reading the defense for him. And remember how the air raid works. Now, we had Ben Rathlaff from Houston Baptist on the podcast last year. We're going to get him back on this year. His coach was Keatley, who's now the offensive coordinator for Texas Tech. Keatley's best friend is Clingsbury. So he explained to us how that Clingsbury, Keatley, uh, air raid, their flavor of the air raid works. And basically it's the same thing. You saw the air raid too with Stafford and Cooper Cup. You see the air raid with Mahomes and Kelsey. What they do is, and Chad can speak to this a little, uh, they recognize what the defense is independently when they give themselves some sort of signal or whatever. Receiver runs either a vertical route when it's, um, when it's man, horizontal route when it's zone, okay? Or if they're paying man free, you want to go vertical route with the safety that's coming up free on you. So they both have to read it at the same time and then look for the ball. Clingsbury is going to have to read. So this is just a lot. Remember, in, in business and finance, uh, you eliminate variables and co-variables, right? And that ensures a result. There's too many things going on. And then you got a guy like AJ Green who doesn't understand what the plans. <laughs> he had like a lot of catches the other day or whatever, but he's always an oddball. Yeah. And remember, that's why analytics doesn't work in football because there's too many oddball things going on, right? Uh, what are your thoughts, Shandol? What, what game are we on right now? All right, yeah, we did that. All right, so the next game is yeah. uh, double-digit dog in the division at home. Going to get the calls by the refs. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay going to Carolina. Uh, they will win the game. Brady will get it done. They will win the game. But again, same thing as what's going on with Green Bay. Tampa Bay, I know for a fact, is going to have tight rotations, uh, especially in their defensive line. And they want to get out of here with a field goal win, uh, regardless who the quarterback is for Carolina. They want to win this game 13-10. Uh, Matt Rule's a defensive guy. He plays that Joe Paterno zone. Uh, Cam Newton's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, Chad worked out with, with Cam Newton, and he gave us the inside uh, how long it was taking him to warm up. His body wasn't the same as Norm Cam Newton. But I think he can do enough uh, plus one, right, to be able – to hang in there. And I think Rule is going to dial up the defense. Now, Chris Godwin, who's very important. I, it, he's, he's the heart and soul of the team because he's such a good guy. 
and he blocks. He's out. And I'm not going to do this because this is uh, Scott and Jim's domain. But I, I did make, I only bet like $100, $200 on this. Whenever Chris Godman's Evans is out, I always bet the Scotty Biller over on yards and receptions. And I always hit. <laughs> so until it doesn't work, I'm not going to do it. I was going to do it last year. And I remember uh, we are doing last year's gym. Just like, don't do it. It's this type of defense that, you know, they're probably going to set out uh, Scotty Miller. And he was right. But when he was in there, he caught that big long pass in the playoffs against Green Bay. So this is a Scotty Miller game. This is a Gronk game because Gronk and Brady kind of run their own air raid because they both know how to read the defenses and communicate with each other quickly since they played with each other for so long. So I, Big tight end game, Cameron Bray. How about him? Let's go, Cameron Bray. Let's go, um, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller's the fastest wide receiver on Tampa Bay. Yep. Uh, the inside routes, still you're going to go with Evans. But a lot of Lloyd Carr, which Brady played with in Michigan, uh, offense in this game. And see, you know, he's a self-appointed offensive coordinator. Brian Leftfoot is probably going to be the head coach at Jacksonville. He's looking at head coaching jobs. Even though he's distracted, Coach Arians has taken over his duties. And remember, Tom Brady's his own offensive coordinator. And when that happens, when there's more on Brady, it turns into that three tight end, Lloyd Carr, Michigan offense from back in the day. The Belichick loves so much. We'll go Scott. So I'm going Carolina, plus 11 or whatever it balloons to. This game is Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ref calls, all this and that. I like giving the double-digit dog in the division, which hasn't done as good as it usually does, but at least gave me a push last night. Um, plus, whatever it balloons to, and it's definitely going under 46. I'm going to buy the point, and I'm going to say under 46. What do you think, Scott? I 1,000% agree with you on this game. Uh, if you looked at Brady last week in the New Orleans game, he his body language was not good at all after Godwin went out and Evans went out too. Uh, nobody right. knows if Evans is playing. Right. Yep, nobody knows if Evans is playing. He's got a hamstring injury. So if Evans does not play, the lean here would be that they run the ball more than they pass the ball. I think when they pass it, it's going to Gronk, it's going to Scotty Miller, and it's probably going to A.B., Antonio Brown. Right, but it, but if you remember Brady in the last couple of years in New England, he didn't have many receivers, and they played a lot of lower scoring games. That's going to be what this game turns out to be more like a seventeen thirteen type of game. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to win it. I don't think they're going to cover. I think Arians wants to run the ball, get a lead early, and have his defense win the game for them. And that's what's going to happen here. I think Brady is. Is a smart enough quarterback, a smart enough man to know, let's get up early and let's take the air out of the ball. Let's run the ball. And you're going to see that. So I'm going to. Another thing, another thing is it's a huge push mismatch here yep. between uh, yep. potholes and whoever's coordinating for Carolina. And you want to talk about seeing ghosts, right? If Mahomes couldn't handle that zone blitz, uh, Sam Darnold is not going to be able to handle that zone blitz yeah, Sunday exactly. game turnovers and then run for net to death, right? Pay, pay about who are to death 
Yeah. And get out of there with a win and an under. What do you think, uh, Trenol? Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I'm taking the double-digit dog in the division. Watch that, watch that line balloon up even more. And, uh, yeah, under here, I think Buccaneers have no – you know, at this point in the season, um, you know, no one's really trying to blow anyone out the last two, three games of the year. We're, they're just trying to, uh, you know, win this one, get the win they need to get, and get out of there um, in Carolina. So, yeah, I think the Buccaneers get out to a lead and you see a steady dose of Fournette here. So, um, Oh, but – well, hold on. On that point – no Fournette. He's out for the rest of the year. Oh, it's going yeah. to be Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Ooh, yeah. He, he fumbled the ball, so you got to watch out with him. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but we would be fine with. Yeah, Ronald Jones, I think, is still a, a good enough back to, uh, absolutely. Lead, to lean on here. So um, Absolutely. I, I still I still like it there. But, yeah, that, that's definitely something to keep in mind moving forward. That's, that's going to hurt them offensively in the long run for sure. I think they're going to be back for the playoffs. For one, for one, for one, hearing Evans, yes. and if, if it was a playoff game, they would play, but it's not, and they think they can do just enough to beat Carolina. Yeah, Fournette is going to be back for the playoffs. Evans might miss one game and come back after that. So, man, so consensus pick is Carolina plus eleven or whatever it balloons to on Sunday under forty six. Another their double digit dog in the division is. The very cheap uh, New York Giants got their season ticket holders playing a fortune, a Pepsi. <laughs> uh, fan appreciation day. Uh, they are going to be 10-point underdogs. The Eagles took Washington at 10-point underdogs. They covered the over-under is 40. And I'm looking to see the last time they played, it was 13-7. The Giants actually won. Three weeks ago, I think they played. Right. So that was a mistake-filled game by Jalen Hurts. Uh, Giants are going to be confident going into this. Both teams are going to try to figure out how to score. They'll figure out how to score on special teams. So I'm going with the Giants. You can't trust them with points. So you're going to have to buy the point. I'm going plus 11, Giants. And he's the uh, clock dress is going to go for some fake field goals, fake punts, all this and that to get over 40. And Philadelphia only scored seven points last time. You're going to figure out a way to score. I think the Giants will probably get blown out. They'll be down 17 and score a very meaningless touchdown with uh, Glennon, which I think Glennon is what, six for 23 as a starter. Yeah, as a quarterback. Uh, but I like the Giants plus 11 over. 40. What do you think, Scott? I like the way Philadelphia played last night. I think Hertz played played probably his best game as a pro and didn't run a ton, but I think his passing was was really good. His decision making was best it's been all year long. Um Giants might be starting Jake Fromm this week. I have no confidence. Glennon, I have even less confidence than Jake Fromm as a quarterback. Right. So having said that, I think Philadelphia is gonna come out. On fire, they have a shot at getting the seventh seed in the playoffs. I think at home, Philadelphia is going to win by two touchdowns, and the game is going to go under because I think it's going to be one of those 28 to six type of games. Um, so I'm going to take Philly um, against the double digit dog. This will this will probably be the only one I do, um, and it's going to be under. So I just think I think Philly is in that playoff chase right now. And going for that play, that seven seed. I think they want the seven seed desperately. So I think they're gonna win this game easily. 
Right. Uh, when you look at Philadelphia, the corporate governance is going to be uh, uh, that Rosen, right? He lives in the office, got the words, because his old family mm-hmm. uh, got backstabbed by Kelly. The Kelly leaves, and then he's back in there after he originally backstabbed Reed. <laughs> so he's Tatiani, all these guys are his guys. Tells them, you know, tells them what to do. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting from that point of view. He did get Ron Rivera, right? Ron Rivera's the whole organization for Washington. Uh, he did get him, even though we're just one play away from covering both sides of that. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Yeah, so I, I'm going to, I'm sticking with a double this dog in the division. I'm going to stay true to it um, these last, these last two, three weeks of the season here. So. Uh, yeah, I I think the Giants I can keep this one close. You know, just um, you know, Hurst didn't really impress me about you know the, their offense isn't super dynamic um, with him. Um, you know, I would like mean if Minshew was starting, that would persuade me here more to Philadelphia. Um, I think with Hurst's style of play, it leads more to uh, the Giants being able to cover an eleven or even a bigger balloon line. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I, I see this total being very similar to the Redskins um, Eagles game that we saw yesterday. Um, so with that, I think we see a I think this one gets to like 44, 45. I think it sneaks just over here. Um, another reason um, I do kind of like the Giants to cover the ten and a half is, you know, um, Philly here did play on Tuesday. So they're coming off a short week. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I just, I think that the, the Giants will just have enough here, here to get this one over. And, uh, you know, the Eagles defense hasn't been, um, lights out. You know, we saw a third string quarterback in Mullins go against them on Tuesday. Had m- no, minor- uh, Garrett, same type of guy though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Yep. Garrett. Yeah. Minor success though. You know, enough success to make the game go over though. Um. So I think we'll see something similar here in, in that aspect. So I'm going to go, yeah, Carolina plus 10 and a half, or, or I mean the Giants plus the 10 and a half and uh, over 40. All right, so the consensus pick is New York Giants, whatever balloons to, plus 11, over 40, you said, Chad? Yeah. I'll listen again to the podcast and try to get all these right. The consensus picks. Been uh, publishing over there on Twitter. All right. Next game is the Chargers traveling to Houston to play the Texans. Texans coming off a win in Jacksonville. Uh, Chargers need this game bad. They're playing an inferior opponent. Gilbert, not Gilbert, but Hubert's a solid guy. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Brandon Staley's a great motivator. He's going to have a motivated written play. This game means a lot more to them. Uh, the Houston defense has been on the field all year. Lovey Smith's defense. So give me the Chargers minus 10. And since the Chargers are so depleted, uh, I'm going to say it's going to go over 40. And that's a low number. Remember, the average score of an NFL game is 45. 
So this is priced at 42. You have uh, the Chargers defense doesn't have depth. And the Texas defense, actually, Lowe Smith has done a great job, but they're on the field all year long. So look for the Chargers with more incentive, more to play for, to cover these 10 points. Uh, and it to go over for, for what is it, 41? I got go 45. For, yeah, I got 45 and a half. That's what I got. Yeah, 45? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 45 and a half. 45. So we're going to go over 45. What do you think, Scott? I agree with you. I think um, I think Chargers need this game more. I think they'll get it. I think Herbert will have a, a, a monster game this weekend. I think um, I don't think the Chargers are going to take it easy on Houston. I, I think they're just going to keep scoring and scoring and scoring until this this game is a three or four touchdown game, possibly. Uh, Davis Mills has not been bad. Brandon Cooks went on the COVID list today. So if he's out, they really have no weapons to go to on offense. So I'd look at the Houston team total and going under uh, very hard. If it's at 17 or whatever, I haven't looked at it yet, but um, I'll look at it after the podcast and see what it is. But I'm going the charges and I'm going the over because I think the charges will, will score high 30s, low 40s in this game. I don't think they're taking it easy in this game. I, I think they're going to, just keep the foot on the gas pedal until until late in the fourth quarter. So, um, and I'd look for them to pass the ball around around the field tremendously all game long. So, hundred percent agree. What do you think, Chad? Um, yeah, I agree here with you guys. I think the Chargers um, in a must win spot here. I think they do run it up on these guys. Um, I don't think they they take their foot off the pedal. This is an AFC matchup. So it counts for that tiebreaker, which is huge for them down the stretch. Um, you know, that, that is could You know, that, that one more AFC win could be a difference, you know, from the six, seven seats sneaking in. So, yeah, I, I like the Chargers. They need this game. I like that it's a, it, it, within the AFC. Um, and then, yeah, I think uh, 45 here. I, I think the Chargers will, will get to, to 31, 35. So, you know, only need really two touchdowns. Um, you know, 14 points out of Houston, which I think we can get to. Um, so, yeah, I like that over 45. And then, Scott, the, their total should be right at about 17 and a half, the Houston team total. Yeah, so I would go under that. If it's 17 and a half, I'd go under. Yeah. Because I, they – Slightly, but I'd go under it. Yeah. I mean, because they could very well easily, too, get to 17 and it go over and you still yep. hit – You know, hit yep. both. For, you know, with 14 or 17 – that game probably goes over with Texan with them going under that team total. Exactly. Right. Uh, the problem is going to be the depleted uh, Chargers. So they're up by a bunch of points. If Davis Mills does what he did against the Rams, they're going to keep scoring, right? They're going to be Brandon Cooks or whatever uh, to get it over that team total, maybe get 24, lose 42 24. So the consensus pick is Chargers minus 10 over 45. And the Texans team total is 19 right now. 19. So 19. Under. Yeah. Under, yep. You both of you guys going under under team total. So that's like under, under Houston's team under. total, yeah. Uh, Houston. Under team total. 
Yeah, Detroit traveling to the Mercedes Dome in Atlanta, not too far away from the Mercedes dealership owned by Nick Satan and Bill Belichick. <laughs> but now the players can <laughs> sell cars and get paid for selling cars and playing football. Who knows what the game paid for? It's Atlanta. Uh, it's under the touchdown. Uh, Detroit plus six. The over-under is 43. Uh, the way these teams are going, reading the Atlanta Journal and Constitution, reading the Detroit Free Press, listening to the radio um, during the game, their home team radio. Both these teams are headed towards the over. Uh, a stat about, because I always thought that seeing him play, we've been hearing about this guy for years. Oh, the, the Gators are going to get this guy. He's, you know, He's the next Megatron. He's the next uh, Randy Moss, right? Cal Pitts. And very interesting statistics. He has the longest, he's the longest receiver in NFL history. Nobody has his measurements. Harold Carmichael came first. So that's why you just lob it up to him. He has more reach than anybody else. So you can, that's why he can make him with every play. So that's why it feels like anytime they go to him, uh, he's a big advantage, but uh, Nighty Ice is getting up in age, and he hasn't been able to get him the ball. Uh, uh, the owner said that Natty Ice was Tom Brady. He was better than Tom Brady. Um, he married a young woman who took him for his money. Now they're in a bitter divorce, and she wants a piece of the team. So it's an interesting situation there. You know, are they tanking? What, what is it that they're doing? Uh, they could make the playoffs, but does the attorney for the trust that has the team and the divorce attorney is going to let them do travel costs for the playoffs? So there is a mess in Atlanta, uh, but I think they're going to cover this because Detroit doesn't want to cover it. <laughs> they want that top five pick, I think. Uh, so I like Atlanta. Minus six over 43 as uh, both defenses are depleted and didn't have backups to start. And I'm just, I'm using return to the mean one than anything else. I think Detroit's going to come back after having a great game last week. They discovered that Amonton Brown can play. Could have told them that watching him play at uh, USC. But late in the season, depleted rosters. I like Atlanta minus six, over 43. And remember, the average score of an NFL game is 45. So this uh, is going to go over the average NFL uh, game. What do you think, Scott? Boy, Atlanta favored by six against anybody is a dangerous thing to do. But I'm going to go over. Over the point total, I think it's going to sneak over. Uh, both of these teams can can score uh, in the 20s. Uh, watch the golf news this week. I don't know if he's going to play or not. He's on the COVID list, as half the NFL seems to be. Um, I'm going to take Atlanta here. I think Atlanta is going to is going to win the game by by 10 points. Teams that usually go up and above. The, their means to win a game as Detroit did last week usually come back down to earth a little bit the next week and I think Detroit will do that here I think uh, their running uh, back room is in flux right now no, nobody knows who's starting for Detroit 
I think Atlanta's going to make it a point to take out St. Brown. We'll try to take him out. And I think to try, I think all these NFL coaches have done one thing with Atlanta is try to take Pitts out. All these press clippings, all these news about Pitts, high draft pick, the next stud, this, that, the other thing. They've made it a point to try to take Pitts out of games, and they've done a, a fairly good job at it. And I think Detroit will do the same, which which will free up Russell Gage and a couple of receivers. So I'll take Atlanta. Uh, you know, I'll give the points, and I'll take the over. Over, I think it's going to go slightly over. So, All right, so you totally agree on that one. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm with you guys here. I think, yeah, I mean, it's tough to take Atlanta as its big of a favorite, but the fact that Detroit had that big win against Arizona last week, um, you know, Goff could be out. You know, I, this is within the NFC. Um, Atlanta is six and eight. They can still go nine and eight and sneak into the playoffs, and this is a huge tiebreaker game for that NFC winning percentage. Uh, so I, I think Atlanta will, will get the job done here. Both defenses are depleted. Um, you know, so I, I think even with Goff not starting with or without, I think both teams can contribute to get this one. You know, both teams could probably get to 24. Um, I could see this game, you know, go get into 50, um, low 50s. So I like I, I like this one to go over um, a lot. And then Atlanta minus the five and a half. I think this is a built-in win for them. And uh, they'll win this game by at least a touchdown. I 100% agree. So it's Atlanta minus six, over 53, unanimous pick. Now we have your Jacksonville Jaguars going to the New York Jets. Uh, Jacksonville's favored by one, the over-under is 42. Uh, being in New York, home game Christmas, uh, I, I think the Jets have to win this game. Uh, they tried a bunch of trick plays last week. Their offense is horrible. Uh, Jacksonville is traveling. Brian Schottheimer. Uh, this is the second time this year Bevel has been demoted as an offensive play caller. So Bevel is overestimating his ability to call plays. He even fired himself. Uh, Jacksonville's not going to get the call at all. I think that's going to be the problem. The, the refs are going to really, it's going to be, the penalties are going to be like 10 to 1. New York, big, biggest market in the world. Uh, and uh, Trevor Lawrence just looks so horrible. He's done nothing. He looks overwhelmed. Then he started complaining about the coach, and then the coach gets fired. Now it's on him. There's nobody to complain to. He's got everything he wants. All right. Um, so far, he's stroking. He wasn't really that good in college. He stunk in the playoffs and lost playoff games. He never played well against good teams. So I think uh, as a player, good thing he got all this guaranteed money. Uh, but I do feel that Trevor Lawrence is a fraud as a player. Uh, should never have been a first-round draft pick. He looks on a match. Uh, the Jets got to be motivated, fired up to play the day after Christmas in New York. So I like uh, Jets to I, whatever numbers I get, because I can get one and a half too. So I'm getting Jets because the Jets are like a family member who's always got problems, always asking you for money. You give them money. They're just not reliable. Uh, so uh, drug addict member who's always in recovery. Right, you can't trust them. You can't trust them for points. 
But in this case, I saw how tired Jacksonville was last week, and it went over. So I like the Jets plus two over 42. What do you think, Scott? I'm going to agree with you. I think the Jets Jets maybe have turned a corner here. They played really well against Miami in the first half and then just wilted uh, as the game went on. Um, so I think coming back home, I think uh, Jackson will have it coming up, coming up to the East Coast. Cooler weather than they're used to. You know, it's going to be probably in the 30s. Um, you know, I, I think that they're going to overcompensate by dressing a little bit warmly than they usually do. Um, so I like the Jets here. I think the Jets Jets are going to win this game. I think that it's going to go over because I think I think that both teams are going to score in low twenties, which will put it over in about the forty five range. So uh, I like the Jets, and I like the game to go the over in this game. So I hundred percent agree. And then strangely enough, uh, transition like this has been a transition year for the NFL. Jacksonville is now in transition. A lot of these players are not going to be there next year. Everything's up in the air. While the Jets are actually more stable, they know that uh, Slay is going to be back there next year. And the guys he likes, the core guys, are going to be back. And I, I think the owners have, have overcompensated because they started this wrestling company. So I think all their attention has been on this rest has been on this wrestling company and not, not right. where it should have been, which is on the football team. So well, maybe they're trying to tank too because they don't want yeah. to pay those travel costs. Yeah. And they used a loan because Johnson owes the IRS money. And one of the big things Johnson does, which is the owner of the Jets, he takes out a loan on the value of the team. So if the team's valued $5 billion, he took a loan out. And obviously, according to Scott, he took some money out to buy a wrestling franchise. Yeah, he started his own wrestling company. That's what he did. So To compete against the Mafia and... Uh, McMahon, whose sister used to be the Secretary of Transportation for Trump. Mm-hmm. He's going against Trump and everybody on that. What do you think, Scott? Uh, Chad? Yeah, I'm with you guys here. Uh, I think the Jets at home, I think just as a, like you said, as an organization, they're just a lot more put together right now. Uh, Jacksonville's kind of in shambles. I uh, really liked what the Jets did last week. Didn't like what Jacksonville did last week. Um, and, yeah, I like this over here, too. I really see the trend this week. If you look at our kind of picks, is like the better teams that are going to make the playoffs, the better matchups, those games I think this week are going to go on, you know, like, you know, a Cleveland Green Bay, a Tennessee 49ers, you know, Indianapolis, Arizona. These games are our playoff teams. We're seeing that. And I think uh, the big trend is the shittier teams, the Giants, the Falcons of the world, the Texans, the Jets, Jaguars. Those games, I think, at this point of the season right now are going to go over. So, yeah, I love this one to go over. Um, I just think these defenses are going to break down and they're just not um, as stout. So, lesser offenses are going to be able to get their plays in. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 like, I like that a lot. The New, New York Jets in the pick them and uh, over 42. Imagine. I know. All right. The Ravens at the Bengals. Harbaugh, you're giving me points with Harbaugh. It's almost like clockwork. This hasn't not worked. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going Ravens plus three. It's going to go over 45. They were played once. They got to throw the kitchen sink at each other for the division title. Uh, 
I think Huntley's better than Lamar Jackson, but it doesn't matter. These are plays that, especially these two coaches, they came up with game plans during the summer. Coaches, especially like your Belichick, Kara, all these guys, they come up with game plans uh, after the draft. They come up with game plans. Not now. And then they ask stuff during the season. So you see that uh, the Bengals coaches, uh, Eddie Reed guy. So you're going to see that. Uh, Ravens plus three over 45. What do you think, Scott? Cincinnati is in an unfamiliar position right now. They lead the division in week 16 of the NFL season. They haven't been there in a while. Right. Um, what they do with that, I'm not sure, but they're playing at home. I'm going to take Cincinnati in this game. I think Cincinnati can win this game at home. And I think the total is going over. If you look at DraftKings right now, as I did, it's at 36 and a half over under. I'm taking that over all day long, all day long. So if, if whoever bets goes on the DraftKings app, they'll see a 36 and a half. Take it now because it's going to go up. It, it's so definitely are going you up. Money line or minus three? Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to take the points. I'm going to give, I'm going to take Cincinnati and give the points. I'm not going to go money line. Okay. So I'm, I'm, they go for minus three over whatever yep. it is. Yeah, at DraftKings it's thirty six and a half. The rest have it at forty five. So you're bid that now, right? You're bid that over. I already DraftKings. DraftKings Yeah, I'm seeing four. I'm seeing forty five. Yeah, because yeah. I have. So what I have on my computer when I look is I have DraftKings, Caesars, FanDuel, MGM, and Points.com, and the rest of them have it at forty five or forty five and a half. DraftKings has it at thirty six and a half right now. What are the Ravens? I don't. And the Ravens are at plus two sixty on the money line. So I may, I may go both sides of this. I'm looking at it right now. I'm seeing plus one thirty on the money line. That's double. That's what I'm seeing too. I'm, you know, but I'm on DraftKings. I'm looking at plus two sixty for the Ravens, minus one ten for the Bengals. That's what I see. Is that an overreaction? Is this a reaction to Lamar possibly being out? Got to be. Has to be. That's for it has to be. What an overreaction. Yes. Not available in your state, not available in California. So, so even though I took Cincinnati, I'm I'm still gonna bet both sides. I'm gonna go the Ravens on the line because that plus 260. If the Ravens win this game, right. you know, for the podcast, I'm going Cincinnati. But I'm just gonna throw a little bit of money on the Ravens money line because at plus 260, if the Ravens do win this game, you know, and the and the total goes over this game. Because the thing is about Harbaugh, uh it's, so you know what? Like the, the SEC championship game last year, where in the second half, the Alabama coordinator is saying, hey, uh, Florida was coming with plays, and they were lining up in ways we had not seen them do all year. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to ch- change my pick here. Team. I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens. I think the Ravens will win this game and get back in the division lead. I think, I think Cincinnati's youth and inexperience will, will cost them down the stretch here. So I'm going to go Ravens plus the points on the money line <laughs> right. and the over and the over and go to DraftKings, go to DraftKings. If, if it's, if that's what I see is correct. Yeah. Which, which I have no doubt that, that it's not, 
because I just right. refreshed it and it stayed the same. Take the Ravens on the money line in the old. Yeah, let's well, it has DraftKings. Uh, I like I like over forty five. So thirty six is like a twenty five percent of the bankroll. That's a layup. That's a layup. They're uh, over thirty six. They just scored thirty against Green Bay. Yeah. So, right. so this game's going over. Yeah, no, no doubt. So I, I'm with you guys here. Oh, I love this game to go over. I like it over the forty five. So that thirty six is awesome. Yeah, I think I just like. I just think your Bengals inexperience in this position this late in December is going to show. I think Baltimore is more built for this. They've been in the playoffs the last two years in a row. They've won this division the last two years in a row. Um, you know, so they, they know what it's like to be here. And yeah, they just think the Bengals are, uh, they're, they're going to gonna choke this one out and they're inexperienced. And I like yeah, the corporate, no, corporate I'm, governance. I'm, I'm, of, going, yeah, I'm going Ravens all the way on Plus, money line too. So it's going to be Ravens money line. Plus the other thing you got to remember, forty-one seventeen at Baltimore earlier in yeah. the year. Revenge Habba's game. Not, sure. yeah, Habba's not going to lose twice. Yeah. To, it's to a revenge team. game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's going over. I like this a lot. It's going to be fun. Uh, fundamental analysis. The Ravens owner is a deep-pocketed man. That whatever Ozzy Newsom wants, he just writes a check. He doesn't care. <laughs> whatever Harbaugh wants, he writes a check. He does not care. Versus the Bengals which is a cheap family-run organization. Remember, my, my friend worked in the front office for the Bengals. The head coach has like 16 jobs. So just mentally, too, uh, he's worn out. I know, I know that poor Joe Barrow, who Chad worked out with, he's the assistant offensive coordinator going against, uh, you know, the Ravens, which got to the Super Bowl, and they're, they're plotting, they're strategizing against this team who put 41 points on him. Uh, Jamar Chase, he's a great talent, but he's like A.G. Green all over the place. So it's almost like a Forrest Gump, right? Uh, he's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what he's going to get. So he's going to be pushed around. They're going to try to get his head. I like the Ravens money line, plus three and over whatever the number is. I just went to one other sports book, and they don't even have that game on. So it's, it's probably be the one. Yeah, it's a lamatic. Has to be. That's the right. only one. Right. And it doesn't matter. Like and it doesn't matter. That's why you have to make your own decisions. Yep. Because it doesn't yep. matter whether Lamar Jackson's there or not. I actually think Huntley's a better quarterback. I agree. I hundred percent agree. Uh, the Rams, which you saw yesterday, going to Minnesota. Uh, the line is Rams minus two over under forty nine. Uh. Zimmer controls that franchise, very dysfunctional. Kirk Cousins. In this situation, I like the Rams to kind of coast a little bit. Uh, Vikings have a horrible defense. They're going to figure out how to score. But the thing about the Rams is they don't have depth on defense. And two old guys, you know, um, Darnold and uh, the other guy. They came from Denver. They're old. Their bodies can't refresh. They're good. And, and it's the road. So it's going to be tight rotation. So this is the same thing San Francisco is doing on Thursday night. Rams will have tight rotations. So I like the – you can't trust the Vikings. So I'm going to buy the point on the Vikings and make it Vikings. Uh, and whatever, hopefully it will lose to something. With all these LA people with all that money just betting the Rams blindly. Goes to 3.5, but right now it's plus three Vikings 
And I like it to go over 49. Because McVay's an offensive coach. He's going to figure out how to score on the Vikings. And they have a horrible defense. That's why it's so shocking that Chicago couldn't do anything against the horrible Vikings defense. Now, Barr's a great player in the first 11 on defense for the Vikings are fine. The problem is depth in second half and running around uh, chasing Vance Jefferson and uh, chasing um, uh, Cooper Cup, chasing those Rams uh, receivers. Henderson will be able to run on them in the second half. Uh, and McVeigh has a you know a plan to score because he knows he's going to have tight rotations on defense. So he has a fresh defensive line in the playoffs, not this road game against the Vikings. But I still like it to go over. Uh, Raheem Morris against Kirk Cousins. I think uh, Gary Kubiak's son, the dad's really calling the plays and doing stuff from the farm in Texas. This is a joke. <laughs> he's calling plays like when he wasn't supposed to call plays because he had a heart attack. He's, he's running that offense, Gary Kubiak, who's best friends with Zimmer. Uh, he's going to have something for that Rams defense to get this game over 49. So I like the Vikings at home. We can travel again, right? On a short week, plus three over 49. What do you think, Scott? I know it's a short week. I know they're traveling. I'm going to go the over. Every time the Vikings play an explosive offense, the game tends to go over. But, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm leaning that way and I'm going that way. I think the Rams are going to win this game. I just I just simply think that the Cardinals, if they lose Saturday night, which I think they're going to, the Rams will have the extra juice to get the win. The Minnesota's defense is, is awful. I think Stafford's going to throw the ball around the yard all game long. I think Minnesota has no way to stop that. So I'm, I'm going to take the Rams um, and give the points. I know it's a short week. I know they're traveling. I know they're going halfway across the country, but I just think the Rams offensive talent is going to be enough to win this game in a high scoring shootout. I think this could be the highest, highest scoring game of the week for sure. I don't, I don't see any – I see a 37-34 type of game. Um, I just think Stafford, as Jim said yesterday about yesterday's game, 350-3, I think this is the 350-3. And, and Stafford used to play in the Vikings, so he knows exactly what he's getting. Right. Uh, so, so I'm going to lean the Rams in the over on this. All right. So we agree on the total. We yep. disagree on the tie. So break the tie. Chad, no – all right, so I'm going over 49 and a half with you guys. I love the over here. And then, yeah, I'm going to agree with Scott. I'm going to take the Rams on the money line, minus 150. I think uh, – I'm not going to take the points, um, but I think the Rams are going to win this game. I'm with Scott. Um, I think it could be close down to the wire. Um, I think it could be, you know, high-scoring shootout up 31 to 28, you know, the last-second field goal. Um but I think the Rams need this game. Uh, this puts them first place in the division. Um, it's huge for them. Keep them on pace going in. Um, against a defense, I think they should have a lot of success against. So I'm going to go over 49 and a half and Rams on the money line. All right. I know Jason's listening. He loves those consensus picks. People love those consensus. So the consensus pick is Rams money line 
over 49 against Mr. Zimmer and the Vikings. All right. So next game is the awful Chicago Bears against uh, Pete Carroll. Carroll's getting minus six over under 44. Seattle will win this game, cover six points. It'll be under 44. It's going to be the, the score of this game is going to be 20 to nothing. Uh, Pete Carroll's not going to let him score. Uh, I know Belichie has never lost to a rookie quarterback. Carroll, as he has, been very rare. Uh, so they'll run it a lot. The defense is not going to get Chicago score. Chicago's pathetic. Uh, I've seen nothing. So 20 to nothing Seattle. Seattle minus six. Uh, under, I'll take the key number just to be, uh, since we've betted so many games, uh, salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. So I bet so many games. I'm going to buy the point, make it under 45. So Seattle, which is the average of an NFL game. All right. So I'm going Seattle minus six. The over-under is 44. I'm going under 45. What do you think, Scott? So we just talked about the how the Minnesota defense was not very good. Chicago scored three points basically against that Minnesota defense. They scored a touchdown at the gun, the final gun. They're not good offensively. Justin Fields is, is exactly like Trevor Lawrence, not ready for the NFL right now. Um, Seattle all day in this this game. I see ten a double digit win, and I see the under because Seattle's a slower team, so they're going to run the ball a ton um, and control the game with that way. I don't think Chicago is going to going to score more than ten points. So I I would again look at a team total with Chicago, and look at the under heavily on this. Uh, what's their team total? And second half Seattle, because yeah. Bears defense has been uh, on the field all year. Second half line Seattle. The Bears the Bears team total is eighteen. I'd look at it under. I'd look hard oh. at the under on that one too. Yeah, over the key number seventeen. There's no way they there's no way they get to eighteen. Yeah, so I'm going to take Seattle and the under in this game. You're going under. You're going under. 40. Yeah, I'm going under. I'm going under the under the total over under total of 40, 44, I think it was, and I'm going under the Bears team total. Yes, yeah. See, because I don't. So you're saying that. Uh, you're saying that Seattle's going to score forty points. No, Seattle's it's gonna be like a twenty-four to three type of game. That's what the final is gonna be. Yes, yeah, that's under. Under, no, I'm going under under the Bears okay, total, under the yeah. under the uh, over under yeah, of yeah. that, and I'm going the the Seahawks. Got it. Okay, perfect. What do you think, Channel? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm the same way here. I'm taking Seahawks minus six and a half. Um, I think they win this game handily under the 40, 43. And Bears team total under. I don't. I don't think the Bears can get to eighteen. Um, I think Seattle's going to keep the ball away from them. They're going to get minimal possessions here, and that defense, Pete Carroll, should have them ready to go. Um, this is kind of like a pride game for Seattle. Their season's kind of over, but a morale game going into your last two. I, don't think, they, I think they can still make the playoffs at eight and nine. Yeah, possibly. The teams have some collapses going on. It's, it's tough, but. Regardless, I really do think this is going to be a big game for their morale moving forward into the offseason these last two games. So I'd like them to handle him up. Yeah. I'd like them to come out and really just, you know, lay it on these guys um, and 
cover this spread here because I, I think they, they, they don't, they're going to win by two or three touchdowns. They're going to, they're going to run it up if they can. Um, so yeah, I'm right. Yeah, it's I'm a right. home game for Seattle from mm-hmm. the fans right after Christmas. Uh, yeah. So Seattle minus six. And we met, we missed one early game, right? We didn't, we didn't do the Patriots bills. Did we? No. Yeah. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. That's coming. though, I think it's oh, on the spreadsheet. Day. Yes. Oh, that's next? Okay. That's, that's next on the spreadsheet. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, let me make sure I got it right, guys. Uh, make sure I win my second half line. <laughs> Don't wear down. So, you guys are the backups. they coming up, backing me up on the Seattle minus six over 42 is a unanimous pick. Under. Un, uh, under yeah under, under 45 40, under 45 i got yeah, 43 yeah i got 43 here too i'm actually right, betting yeah. but i like <laughs> under 43 yeah betting it as we speak is uh, uh, perfect all right yeah 43 under 43 yep so now we'll go to a new england patriots expert we're going to look at the number but it's profit uh we missed it last week. It was in a Hawthorne effect. If you keep making excuses as a better, why you got picks wrong, blaming the refs, uh, blaming it on luck, you're never going to get better. We picked the Patriots game wrong last week, and uh, we didn't follow the process. So we have to torture ourselves uh, to get this right. So what do you think, Scott, this week against Buffalo? So I looked at I, – I did a lot of research on this game. I looked at um, defensive – a lot of defensive team totals. These teams are one and two in points given up this season. By uh, It's them, them two in Denver. So this game is definitely going under. It, it's not going to go – it's not going to be a shootout. It's not going over. Um, both teams will struggle – offensively to put points on the board. I, I see, I don't see as low scoring as the, the last game, but I do see a, a 20 to 17 type of game. Um, Buffalo had to answer all kinds of questions last time about how the Patriots pushed them around, how the Patriots did this, how the Patriots did that to them. I think Buffalo's got revenge on their mind. Right. I think the Patriots have to go with almost the same game plan as they did last time because Buffalo's running game is not really good. It's okay. So I don't think Belichick's worried about that point in thing. I think what Belichick is worried about is Stefan Diggs. Buffalo now has a receiver in Gabriel Davis that can, can spread them out defensively um, and can cause them much problems. Cole Beasley's on the COVID list. He's not vaccinated, so he's definitely out for this game. Gabriel Davis is going to be the X factor in this game. I like Buffalo getting the points in this game. I like the under for sure. Uh, I just think Buffalo is going to come in with the revenge motivation on their mind to win this game and to get back in a tie for the division. Whether they win it or not, different story. They're not a consistent football team. But for this game, I think they'll beat the Patriots. I think McDermott looked at the indie tape really hard and saw some things he could do 
offensively against the Patriots. So I'm going to take Buffalo and I'm still going to take the under. I don't think this game is going to be a shootout at all. I think it's going to be one of those 24, 16 type of games where it just go, slips under the under. So that's where I am. I'm taking Buffalo and I'm taking the under. Well, McDermott was a defensive coordinator for Andy Reid. Yes. So he doesn't mess with uh, the offense's D-ball. Yep. And D-ball was embarrassed. I think he was looking for coaching jobs, still is, because he, again, Pagulas are very cheap. You get more money as an offensive. He won the national title with uh, Satan at Alabama. That, you know, he was a little distracted last game, making sure he gets paid. Like the under 44. Uh, Allen is too aggressive for his own good, for his own health. We love him as fans, but it's not a good long term approach. He messed up his ankle. He doesn't matter. Belichick does not account for the quarterback. In a wrench game factor in this situation, um, McDermott doesn't get involved with the defense, but I'm sure 100% he calls his mentor, his friend, um, Andy Reid, who hates Bill Belichick, and they came up with something for this game. So uh, I'm going to buy a point here and go Buffalo three and a half, and it's going to be under 44. Because it's it's this is a playoff game, a championship game. Uh, Andy Reid, old school versus Bill Belichick, old school. Uh, again, the Patriots have a rookie quarterback going through it three times last game. Now, McDermott is going to be the defensive coordinator for this game, whether he has the headphones on or not. In practice during the week, he's the one calling the shots. He's the one not sleeping, coming up with a strategy. Gets a rookie quarterback and Josh McDaniels. When a team has to answer all the questions they answered after that Patriots game, because the Patriots threw three times in that game last time about right. how they got pushed around, you you are guaranteed that that team is going to be dialed in at practice all week long to He's play, a play in this game. Yeah, they'll play better in this game than they will in a playoff game. Yes. Yeah. So if you who are adventurous out there, I am going to put, so I bet $1,000 on each game. So I bet 1000 uh, Buffalo plus three and a half, under 44. But I'll put $200 on the Buffalo money line. Agreed. Agreed. Right. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with you guys here. I, uh, you know, Scott's the expert here. I'm not going to overthink this one. So I'm rocking with you guys. Let's go Buffalo plus the three and, and, and under 44. Um, I like everything you guys were saying. I think it is going to be similar to the first game. Um, and, yeah, I think the Bills can win this one. So I like I like getting three points with them. And, uh, yeah, I just think we see a, a steady dose of, of run and, uh, you know, the both teams defensively, I think, are pretty pretty solid teams here. Um, so, I, 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 yeah, I definitely see this one going under. Very similar to the first game. So, And, and the All last right. thing I'll leave off on this game is Buffalo is fighting for their playoff lives. They, they're right. really fighting. They're the seventh seed right now. They can't lose this game because if they lose this game, Pittsburgh or another team coming up from behind is going to take that seed from them. There's only two weeks left. So they have to win this game. So they're a dangerous team going into this game. So, 
And let me know before we go to the next game. What do you guys think? I think, uh, and I thought this when he was at Wyoming. I think Josh Allen is like a high caliber uh, Hall of Fame type guy who makes a difference in these types of games. He just wills yeah. the team to yeah. victory. <laughs> you yeah, know, he doesn't care if he has an ankle or not, he's going to run. Uh, he's a type of guy that just, you know, Larry Bird type. Magic I, could Johnson, see, okay. I could see this game being tied. Buffalo having the ball with like two minutes left at their own like 25 and Allen marching them down the field and they kick a field goal and win the game. That's right. what I – I could see that happening for sure. So. Yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I already went on this one. I'm with you guys. Buffalo right, plus yeah, yeah. three, right, right. under 40. Yeah, my back, I'm worn down. <laughs> All right. And now check me on this. Next game, it's going to be the Steelers at Kansas City. Um, I like the Steelers. Plus seven points. 45 points is too much for these old school coaches. And when coaches say something, especially a high-caliber Super Bowl winning coach, such as uh, Tomlin, he mentioned Andy Reid and uh, Peyton when they were asking him if he was going to take one of the college jobs. Um, I don't know if Tomlin knew because he's making like seven or eight million with the Steelers. The USC job pays twelve million dollars a year, so he would have doubled his salary if he went to USC. I don't know if he knew that. We're taking it such an insult. Oh, you're going to double your salary by six million dollars? Oh, I'm insulted. You know. Uh, but he mentioned, oh, why don't the white uh, head coaches who won Super Bowls get this question? Andy Reid, Tom Payne, because he's won a Super Bowl himself. So now he's going against Andy Reid again. He comes up with these game plans in April and May, right? Not now, when you're in the amygdala part of your brain where the sirens ring. They do it in the calm of their office and they work every day to come up with these game plans. That's how he has his version of the air raid. And again, what I've said all day, all night, theme of the podcast, the zone blitz, blitz work works against the air raid. The zone blitz because uh, they're disguising it, right? And the receiver and the quarterback are reading it wrong. Uh, Tomlin invented the blitz version. <laughs> he's part of that. So he's going to do good against the air raid, get it under. This is Andy Reid. Does not want to blow anybody out. Just wants to win the game. So Kansas City will win by three. Otherwise, it's going to go under. I'm going to buy the point, make it 46. So I'm going to go, um, I'm going to buy a half a point and go Steelers. So I placed a bit now. Steelers plus 7.5. Under 46. Which is good. You always want to be precise when you got Andrew and Tomlin going at you. Because they're precise. They're old school, NFL. Key numbers mean a lot in these circumstances. So Steelers uh, plus 7.5 under 46. What do you think, Scott? I see a, a similar path in this game than I did to the Steelers-Titans game last week. Tough defensive struggle. Running the ball a lot. Um, I think the Steelers will come up with a solution to Mahomes and the, the passing game. 
I think Big Ben's history in Kansas City is not very good, but I, I think Tomlin will uh, will have this team ready to go, and he'll will this team to stay in the game the entire game. And I, I think it's going to come down to a three to six point game. So I like the Steelers with the points, and I like the, definitely like the under. I don't see this game exploding out at all. I think uh, I think running game is going to be prevalent in this in this game for both teams. So. Then you look at corporate governance, right? The philosophy of Andy Reid. What do you think, Chad? Put your microphone on. Scott, when we were talking before this game, you said Travis Kelsey's out and uh, Tyreek is out. Kelsey and Tyreek are on the COVID list right now. Yeah, no knowledge if they're going to play. Tyreek just went on yesterday or today, so he's going to have a more difficult time get, getting cleared for the game. Kelsey went yeah. on Monday, so he's got a chance. So, I mean, so, the, those two factors lead to Pittsburgh plus a seven and a half and under the 45 um, if they don't play. But yeah, I, I really see this being a hard fought game similar to that Titans game. Uh, I think Pittsburgh should be able to stay in this one the whole game. Um, keep it close to the end and cover seven and a half. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a defensive battle. I think, I think Pittsburgh will slow down the chiefs, um, you know, and Pittsburgh's offensive style is pretty slow and methodical. I think the chiefs defense will have some success against them as well. And yeah, I, I see this one kind of being a, uh, uh, a 17 to 17 game, uh, in the last possession. And, uh, so I, li- I like this one to be under and Pittsburgh plus seven and a half. And for everybody listening out there, be prepared. This game might get moved. This could be a move game to, yeah. t- to Monday or Tuesday. So yeah, this game's prepare. off my, my betting board right now. They haven't put it back on yet. So uh, yeah. there's yeah. six games. My board only has 10 games on it right now. There's six games potentially getting new lines coming out, new stuff coming out and potentially yeah. being moved. Yeah, so yeah, be on our Twitter page. It says we update and do videos and so forth. Yeah, so we got our consensus pick. It's going to be uh, Steelers plus five under forty six. We got Denver going to Vegas uh, for a division game. Let me check this real quick. Last time they played. Uh, Denver lost uh, 24-34. I remember that game. I watched that game. Uh, Carr is one of those people. Uh, you know, us, we go through every game, Hawthorne mistakes, and we don't make the same mistakes each time. Carr makes the same mistakes each time. And one that Brent Rothberger pointed out is trying to leap from the two-yard line. He's lost like three games doing that. He did it again against Cleveland. The other day, and it's like this guy has not learned from his mistakes, man. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick Mullins went toe to toe with him, he actually outplayed him. Uh, I haven't seen him do anything. He's got a good line, kind of run for it, but he doesn't got guys to throw to. As Chad Nolan's saying, there was a great defensive ball team. Fangio's a great coach. Uh, the, the kid they got from Missouri, I think, is better for them than. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, after the concussion, hadn't been playing well at all anyways. Uh, this guy, I've seen him beat the Raiders. Same defense, sort of, uh, guest rally. 
I was going to bring, but they've just been on the field too long. And what's his face doesn't have it, right? He's going to try to go to the tight ends all day, Waller, whoever the tight end is. Uh, a coach like Changeo is going to take that away. Now, something as far as corporate governance goes, if Peyton Manning is now the owner of Denver, he's going to be highly involved in that offense and uh, the game plan for that offense, which is going to be better than what they have been doing. But they have a veteran offensive coordinator, Pat Schirmer. I remember his dad being offensive coordinator of the Rams when I was 10 years old, 11 years old. Uh, he was also head coach of the Giants. So Gus Bradley against him is pretty much even. Fangio versus Bashachia. Bashachia. Those headphones he has on don't have any – Brent keeps making fun of them. The headphones he has on has nothing going on in them because <laughs> the coaches are doing their own thing. Also, he comes up with his own game plan. So this Gus Bradley. All he has is a hype pack, towel waiver, waiting the towel. And special teams coach. Uh, so special teams will be even. I like Denver in the situation of getting points. Uh, I think Denver has the overall better roster, believe it or not. And I think the backup quarterback is better than the Raiders starters. So I like Denver plus one. And it's going to go under 42 points. Denver plus one under 42 points. What is your thoughts, Scott? So we talked about earlier when we talked about the, the Patriots game, Denver's defense is, is right there, top three in terms of points allowed. Their defense is for real. Their cornerbacks are outstanding. Raiders don't pose any threat on the outside against them. So I think they're going to stack the box against Jacobs, and they're going to let their quarterbacks go one-on-one -on -one against the Raiders' wide receivers. I don't see the Raiders scoring – much at all in this game. Um, I think Denver's going to win the game, so I'm going to take Denver on the money line, and I'm going to take the under. I'm also going to take Denver Denver with the points, too. So that's where yeah, I'm going. That's where I'm going. I'm going three sides. Yeah, we'll make consensus because I'm, I'm, I'm doing money line. It's going to be a crazy division game, a lot of crazy yep. things happening at the end. So I have that plus one as a hedge. What do you think, Chad Nola? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I like Denver to win this one. Um, I think the Broncos are a playoff team. I think the Raiders are not. Um, I love that Broncos defense. I think that Broncos defense is going to keep them in every game and give them a chance to win. I think with a lead, with their running game and that defense, I think with a lead, Raiders cannot come back. Um, uh, so if Broncos do get up, it, it'll be over with. Um, so, yeah, I love Broncos on the money line here. And I think this game comes under 42. Uh, I think this going to be really low scoring. I think uh, – the Broncos are going to bring some pressure, really put those uh, corners on an island, and they've had success all year, and I think they're going to have success again. Um, yeah, and I think the Broncos are going to run the ball, get a steady dose of that run. Um, and that what's that rookie's name? Like Javante? Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a stud, man. Um, out of North Carolina, I believe. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like the Broncos to get this done. I think they control the game with that running game and that defense. Uh, we just talked about it earlier in the week. I think they're like nine and or or eleven and three to the under. Yep. Yep. Something, yep. Like, something yep. like that. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think we that we 
we keep going there that way with this with the under. So yeah, I, lo- I love those Broncos money line under forty two all day. As Chad just said, big time trend eleven and three to the under. I mean the the they held Cincinnati's top two wide receivers at three catches for twenty yards last week. Yeah. Raiders don't pose any kind of threat to that at all. So no, it's gonna it's definitely gonna go under. You know for sure, for sure. No, hundred percent. And the fact that they traded the premier linebacker in the middle of the season, that that to me, now that I think about it, because you got to look at the tea leaves. Uh, that to me, I think you don't make that kind of decision without new ownership, which Peyton Manning's in two parts. So Peyton Manning now has a hand in this offense. That's why it looks a little different, looks a little better. That's a huge edge in this game. Uh, nobody knows more football than that guy. Uh, and I'll give you one. Go ahead. I'll give you one more bet too. Raiders twenty two. Raiders twenty two points. Team yeah. total team under. Total. Okay. Under. They're not getting to twenty two. Yeah. Well, you see it over that key number of twenty three. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna buy the points. You get under forty three. Raiders team total under twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, no, Carr's not going to be able to outsmart the San Joe defense. Right. Uh, another revenge game from last time. Another thing is, being cynical as I am, dealing with business owners all day, I'm a business owner. Uh, Davis, Mark Davis, he was complaining about the travel costs because they pulled him off the plane and then he had to fly again. He has a brand new stadium, right? It's going to give him a lot of revenue. He has no incentive to play for playoffs and travel costs. So something to keep in mind um, while you're betting these games, fundamental analysis, and what are the incentives of people, right? What incentives? What, and, and, you, and most people would agree common sense is self-interest, right? Whatever's in the self-interest of the individual. Sunday night, Double-digit dogs in the division, they covered for me, sort of. They pushed as when the line went to 10 against Dallas. Uh, again, Dallas is one of these teams like Green Bay uh, that they have the playoffs secured. They're not trying to blow teams out or show, put on, on film what they're going to do in the playoffs. They want to win as vanilla as possible and get out of there with what I would call a cheap uh, win. Uh, the Washington football team uh, is depleted. They lost 20 to 27 against Dallas the last time. Um, that's what I see, 2027. That would make it Washington plus 11, or whatever it belongs to. All these people with money from Dallas are going to go to Biloxi, Mississippi to that sports book there and bet the over 47 and Dallas, whatever that number is. So to make that money, the casino might put it up to 14, 15 points, kind of a balloon line. But for right now, it's plus 11. And I'll, and I'll go on Twitter with a live feed, what the last number is on that. And it's going to be under the balloon as well. Dallas is a, what they call a public team. People bet a lot on them. And what people bet are the overs, 
and the favorites. So I'm going to use that market inefficiency. I'm going to take my uh, handicapper hat on, my football hat on, and put on my market inefficiency hat on and say the market's going to be irrational, like that book says over there, with the gator colors up there next to uh, John Calipari. <laughs> Refuse to lose. Uh, so I like Washington plus 11, under 48. What do you think, Scott? I agree. I 100% agree. Um, there's something missing in Dallas right now. Their offense is not clicking at all. So there's something missing. I, I think what it is is their offensive line. They're missing one or two pieces, and it's making Dak get the ball out too quick or a little bit quicker than, than he wants to. Um, I think Washington's defense is going to step up here. I think they, they're, they're a desperate team. They need to win the game. Right. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they, they're definitely going to cover the spread. So I would take Washington um, with the points, and I would definitely – I would take the under. I think it's going to be under. I think it's going to be a Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera special this, this game. So I look for a, for a 21 to 13, 21, 17 type of game on Sunday. And the other thing, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio from defensive strategist guys, they have to throw the kitchen sink at this game. But Dallas just has to be vanilla and have those huge guys on the offensive line and just pound them so they win at the end. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys here. I think you got to go Washington in this spot. Uh, Double-digit dog in the division. I'm riding that trend. Um, you know, and then um, – let's start pulling up. I mean, I'm looking at the – yeah, so, I mean, Dallas has got the division by, what, three games it looks like. So, um, a loss for them doesn't really do too much in, the, in that aspect. Um, so, I, I think they'll do it just enough to win the game. Um, getting the 11 points of Washington, I like that a lot in this spot. And then, uh, yeah, I think looking at the corporate, and gov corporate governance, like you said, uh, I, I think Washington will, uh, will keep this one under um, – and the Cowboys' offense has not looked like it was the first six, seven games of the year. It's definitely regressed since the beginning. So, I like that a lot. Under the or it could be Jerry Jones, right? He likes the metal thing. Hey, guys, cut it off. Let's not put on film anything we're going to do in the playoffs. We can yeah. Just, we can just vanilla these teams to death. And they're right there, 10-4, Green Bay's 11-3 for the spot in the conference anyway. Yeah. It's big for the, for that first-place spot, definitely. Um but they have more cushion in the division than any other team. Right. So they can win. They're looking at, okay, let's win the last two out of three games. They got Arizona Philadelphia after this. I think if Green Bay wins their game Saturday, I think that that'll basically give you a blueprint as to what Dallas might do Sunday night. Cause I don't think they'll be able to catch Green Bay for the number one. I think yeah. I mean, they, they, that's a good point. They could win out and, and still not even catch Green Bay. Um, right. so how much eggs so are they going to put show in? Watch Green Bay what you do, Joe Barry. Watch show Joe Barry what you're really doing on offense. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and on defense. Have Rodgers come up the line, call time out, because he hasn't seen you lined up like that. Right, Before. because I think the other thing you're going to see is Dallas is either going to be the two or the three seed in the NFC. So they wouldn't yeah. see Green Bay till the championship game if they right. if they make it that well, far. And, so. and, and, I mean, behind Green Bay, there's three other teams that are 10 and 4 with the Cowboys. You know, you got the Cardinals, Rams – um and Tampa Bay. So yeah. 
behind Green Bay, there's there's still, you know, even if they catch, there's still three teams there. Um, it's pretty heavy up there up the, at the front. So, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know how much Dallas is really going to sh- – no, I, I don't know if it's going to be Dallas, but two or three of those five teams are, are going to say at some point, hey, you know what, let's just go for the rest. Let's just go for extra rest into the playoffs and preparing for that versus throwing all our eggs and trying to get the one seed and rest and, and I think, And I think it's going to be Dallas that's going to do that because I, yeah. I think Dallas is going to wrap up the division this week and then say, okay, let's get Zeke healthy. Let's keep Dak healthy, you know, so – Exactly. Yeah, he has had one Super Bowl before, so he knows how it's a battle of attrition. Yeah. So he, you know, he's used to resting his guys. Yeah. All right. So Washington plus eleven under forty eight or whatever they balloon to, we'll give you the final number on Twitter. So check me on this. That Sunday night, Monday night is going to be Miami plus three over under thirty nine against New Orleans. Is that right? Right, is that right, guys? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got it right. So, uh, Koshi mismatch. Miami hasn't beaten anyone that's even good at all. Uh, New Orleans is coming off a big win uh, that we picked correctly. The only thing we blew was that no way it was going over. It's going to be an under game all the way, but we did pick. Saints, uh, twice against Tampa Bay. They covered twice against Tampa Bay, fattening our bankrolls. Uh, Flores wasn't even a coordinator with Belichick. Belichick's his own coordinator. Mm-hmm. He was basically a uh, read what Belichick wrote for you, pump the guys up, kind of whatever linebacker coach or whatever he is. Uh, he's shown that here in Miami. He knows how to pump guys up. Warrior does a great job of strategy, not Flores. Uh, Dennis Allen, veteran defensive coordinator against a young Tua. And he, and he looked horrible, really. Well, he looked all right. But he just didn't look good enough to win as an NFL quarterback against the Jets. He threw that pick six, the Bloor cover. Uh, and he's been up and down the whole year in this situation on the dome on the road against John Payne, who Tomlin told us, hey, he won a Super Bowl. It's for a reason. That game plan against Tampa Bay for both games, he didn't just come up with that. He did that over the summer, right? In the office, like I said, all these games, a lot of these games aren't one game planning from the previous week. It's during the summer he came up with that Tampa Bay uh, strategy. So corporate governance, again, it's coming up a lot this week. Uh, you have to go. There's the other thing, too. That Belichick, Boyer, 425 defense does not account for the quarterback. So that means Tyson Hill is going to run all day, every day, plus one. And what plus one means is that the quarterback, uh, when they run it, three, if a quarterback can make three first downs with his legs, they win 75% of the time. Plus one means that there's more blockers than they are defenders. And the quarterback is plus one. So you have seven blockers, seven defenders, quarterback is plus one. That's why a great athlete like Tyson Hill, they haven't, nobody's ever come up with a stop to that defense. Uh, Tim Tebow won a Heisman Trophy with it, but Belichick, Carroll, all of them don't account for it. You can't argue with them because they 
won all these Super Bowls and national titles. They figured you can't beat me like Johnny Mansell beat Satan. You, your quarterback's not going to do it. And Lamar Jackson hasn't done it, right? He hasn't gotten through the playoffs. So I'm going with New Orleans Saints uh, minus three. And it's going under 39. It, it seems like that's the way New Orleans wants to play. Uh, with the COVID going on, teams lacking death. He wants to save the legs of his defense. And keep it under. Uh, Miles Gaskin, maybe, right? Uh, but Tua's just not up to the task in this situation. Not even close. So go New Orleans minus three, under 39. What do you think, Scott? New Orleans in primetime home games is almost unbeatable. Almost unbeatable. Um, it's going to be a Monday night. Fans are going to have a chance to tailgate all day long. It's going to be a noisy stadium. I don't know how many Dolphins players have ever have ever been in an atmosphere like this or right. seen a stadium like this. New Orleans. Oh, all we cannot remember, New Orleans doesn't shut down. Maybe an hour between four and five, the sweep pops yep. up and it doesn't shut down. Yep. Ever. So, to me, New Orleans is going to win this game. They're going to get that seven seed in the playoffs. That's my belief is, is Sean Payton's going to get them that seven seed or six seed, uh, probably the seven seed. So I'm going to take New Orleans. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins team total under 18 in this game. I can't see. Yeah, it's 18. New Orleans is a 21. I'm not going to touch that. They yeah. might get around there. Um, but I'm definitely thinking that Miami is not going to have much success. Tua has been, even though they've won games, he's been inconsistent as a quarterback. Right. So, um, you know, they haven't, like you said, they haven't beaten anybody in this win streak. So this is where it comes to a crashing halt for them. And um, New Orleans gets that seven seed and, and stays with it and blocks it down. So I like, I like the Saints. I like uh, I like the under, and I like the the uh, under Dolphins team total. I like that. I'm gonna do the same. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think New Orleans is gonna be a playoff team. I think the Dolphins is not. Um, you know, the 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 NFC is a little bit more open for that seven seed spot than the AFC is. Uh, there's just no way the Dolphins are gonna get there. I, I love the corporate governance here of Sean Payton. I think he's going to get this thing done and get him to that, that playoff spot. Um, yeah, I think that is going to – we're just going to see uh, a ton of defense, a ton of great defense um, from from the Saints. Um, the Saints got Kamara back last week. It was a nice boost for them. I, I, they had Kamara last week, right, Scott? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I think that gave them a huge boost. I think uh, – That'll give them enough offense to uh, to put it put it cover this spread here, and uh, yeah, I think it goes under the thirty nine. And yeah, I, I I think this defense in, in, is going to be is going to be lights out. So I like that team total under um, here for the Dolphins. So what 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 is that going to be at? About it's over seventeen. Eight. It's at eighteen right now. Yeah, I so. mean over so over key number seventeen. Um, I don't see them. I don't see them getting there. No way. So. All right. So under team total of Miami, 18, under 39, New Orleans minus three. 
I really like the fact that, that I think the Hawthorne effect is going to start kicking in now where we've seen where we've gone wrong and we're not making the same uh, mistakes. It was only we started at like 17%. 20% is luck factor. And we were doing Hawthorne effects. We're at 17% us not following the process. Last week, it was 5%. So we're right there for nice finish last three weeks, making a ton of money. I know people who have been listening to the college football podcast, they're telling me how they're, they're scared of looking how their back roll has fattened up. So you fatten that up with, with these pro picks, that's a lot of money for Christmas and New Year's and everything else. We'll go final words, Scott, then Chad. First, before I said it, uh, Ami beat Missouri 24-22. So you guys, you guys hit that. So double dippers, double dippers. Um, yeah. we're, everybody we're, have, have a good holiday. Yeah. Have a, have a Merry Christmas and a good holiday. Um, put those bets in early. If you want a lot of these games, the point spreads are going to go up and down depending on the situation with the, with the pandemic and stuff like that. So get it now. Um, on a lot of these, especially the Baltimore, Cincinnati, under, over, under, that's 36 and a half at DraftKings. If you guys are on DraftKings, get it now. Uh, but get a lot of these lines now, what, we, what well, we've uh, suggested. So, Here in Podbean, uh, Andy asked a question. We'll answer it for it real quick before we go to chat. He asked, opinion on Cowboys offense. We'll go uh, Scott, Chad, and I'll give my two cents on the Cowboys offense. So Zeke is is pretty. They keep saying he's healthy. He's not really healthy. His knee is, is bothering him. So I I think that what they're gonna do is they're gonna start dialing down a little bit. Um, Dak is getting rid of the ball way too fast. The offensive line is hurting right now. So I my belief is, is that they're gonna become very vanilla these last three games. They're not gonna they're not gonna explode. They're not gonna show a lot. They're going to basically get the ball in the CD's hands a lot. And they're basically going to run Zeke and Pollard. And that's that's going to be the way of the offense. So they're going to be a low 20s type of team the rest of the season going into the playoffs. They have a playoff spot basically locked up. They're 99% to make it. Uh, they win this game Sunday night. You're going to see a definitely a vanilla offense because they're going to have the NFC East one. So... I just think there's something missing, and I think it's the offensive line. I think they they predicate their offense on the offensive line and running the ball with Zeke and Pollard. So, look at look at look at last week's game against the uh, against the Giants. They they Dak got the ball out within two seconds when he would snap. So, uh, they're missing something. So that's my thoughts. What are your thoughts, Chad? Yeah, I, I mean. They definitely have regressed from the beginning of the year, right? I mean, those first six games, they were going great to the over. Um, offense was high-powered. I mean, I thought they were the best offense in the NFL those first six, seven weeks. So, we've definitely seen a, a big regression. Um, I think some of it's due to some injuries on the O-line, injuries to Zeke. Um, you know, Josh was saying, to, you know, that he thinks, you know, that they could just be, you know, being vanilla, saving that real offense for the playoffs. Um but yeah, I think what Scott's saying, we're going to see them moving forward. They get this win this week, lock that up. You know, they're guaranteeing themselves a home playoff game. Um, so we're going to probably see super vanilla uh, the rest of the way. Um, you know, and then maybe the playoffs come around, maybe we see what we saw those first six, seven games when the, in that first playoff game. Um, maybe we see a little bit of a resurgence to, to the, of the offense there. 
Um, at least that's what I'm kind of expecting going into that first playoff game just right now. Obviously, you know, stuff always changes. Thoughts are always changing. Picks, you know, I've, a couple I – mean, I'm sure one of these picks will change by uh, by Sunday here, even today. So, um, yeah, but we probably we, – uh, any change, we publicize them on the Twitter. And it's usually yeah. not a lot. So you're betting some games on Wednesday with – actually with the sound of our voice, go ahead and bet them. Some games you're betting them later on based on our philosophy, based on – our underlying evidence, and some you do it 30 minutes before kickoff. You almost, on Chad's point, you almost have to go the under with them now because it's going to be high 40s because people are going to think the Dallas offense is what it was the first six weeks, and it exactly. just isn't. It just isn't. I and mean, then Zeke's, the pumps them up too. Yeah, Zeke's 13-yard touchdown last week was his longest run in eight weeks. Eight well, weeks. Well, man's hurt. He shouldn't even yeah. be right. Yeah, and, and they won't and they won't shut him down or they won't slow him down until they know they have a division title or their seed locked up. Now this week they win the division. If they win, who knows? Maybe next week they say, Zeke, you're taking a week off to get ready for the playoffs. We don't care what you say. We're shutting you down for a week and they'll go ball it. So you know, yeah, so my sense for the person on uh, on um Podbean is that Jerry Jones not only the owner of the team, he's a head of pro personnel, he's head of scouting, he's a GM of the team. And remember, he, he's one of the two billionaires who were linebackers coaches in college. He was a linebackers coach in, uh, at Arkansas. That's where he met Mary Switzer and Jerry Johnson. Yep. Yep. Uh, the other one was George Steinbrenner, who was linebackers coach that great staff at Miami, Ohio with uh, Bo Schemblackiller and the guy who coached in Notre Dame, the big uh, coach in Notre Dame. Uh, so he's the one running the team. Salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. Jerry Jones is worth $23 billion. He's a businessman. Once he saw a path, right? Uh, after they beat the Saints, that he was gonna be in the playoffs, he told McCarthy, who's won a Super Bowl, long-term thinker, uh, let's not show, never show your enemy what you're going to do. Let's keep our best schemes, our best blocking schemes for the playoffs. We can now just play vanilla. Since I'm the pro personnel guy, I'm going to overestimate my own de decision-making power. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give myself a higher salary, right? Uh, Eric Jones has $23 billion for a reason. He wants a bounce. You know, uh, John Wynn said that the most important word in the English dictionary is balance. So he wants a balanced approach. Let's hold it back. We can just skate through this, get to the playoffs, and make. Remember, he has a, a defensive coordinator, Quinn, who's won a Super Bowl with Pete Carroll. That defense again. Uh, Long term thinkers. Salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. So Jerry Jones is thinking playoffs with this offense. He does not want to show what he wants to do. Now, World War II, we got through it with Winston Churchill because he knows that giving is a business thing. It's not a religious thing or philanthropy or charity. You always get 10 times back. Uh, thank you for liking the show, Poppy. And uh, what we give, right? We're giving you not, not just the fish, we're teaching you how to fish. 
And I love the people who hate sports who listen to the podcast for the financial strategy, corporate governance within fundamental analysis, how to evaluate a stock, how to make a business money decision was it's the opposite of social decisions you make in your life. That family member, we give them the minus three and we give them the line, right? You don't do that in business. Uh, Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network with an emphasis on the end and network. That's why this one don't cost $800 and that costs $200. And I don't know what that costs, I'm just shaking the work. That's why I wear such a shoes and a roll like fun and I get a limousine. So-